0: Okay, Q jingle. Q
1: jingle. There it is. Hello, Jonathan. Well my gosh, Greg, it's you
0: again. Oh my golly. Look at it. There you are, smiling and happy. Here you are too. Yes, it's
1: true. I am. Yeah,
0: of course. Well you're in beautiful Palm Springs. And I almost do you are 17 shades darker than the I am a lot of shades darker.
1: Yeah. I uh I spend a lot of time swimming uh, that's become my exercise of choice. Uh, I had an amusing conversation with a cardiologist, uh, the other day, um, who asked if I exercise and I mm-hmm. said, yes. And she asked how often, and I said about four times a week. And she said, doing what? And I said, swimming. Mm-hmm. And she was, she seemed confused. She had a lot of questions about it. I think she imagined that what I was saying was I get a pool noodle and I hang out in the pool for about a half an hour, four times a week. And that counts <laughs> right. as exercise. She's like, does your heart rate get faster? Anyway, Yes, I am very tan, and you, my friend, are in uh Western Washington and you are in a t shirt today.
0: I'm in t shirt today because it is 72 degrees out, and because we're north, we're much closer to the sun, so it feels like 73. And (laughs) but it's it it is Seattle, so it's humid. It is, Mm. I I can't do a thing with my hair, it's been
1: and you know i was going to talk to you about that because listener yeah. you're not seeing the video but i'm seeing the video and jonathan's hair oh yeah. boy i know yeah i know it's 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 incredible i
0: know i'm I know a disco ball away from being back in the <laughs> 70s with his hair
1: <laughs> this only a disco ball yeah that's it that's all i need. yeah
0: i certainly have the moves I mean, um.
1: Uh, well, okay. Well, what a
0: what a nice thing. And I know, I know that you have had you have you have an announcement to make because you are near moments <clears throat> away from something extraordinary.
1: What is it going? It's true. I'm so glad that you asked. And mm-hmm. uh, listener, if you are finding yourselves distracted or even dare dare I say it annoyed by the sounds uh, in the background, there is a little bit of drilling uh, and potentially some sawing and maybe even hammering. Going on uh in my home right now. So I've been having my kitchen remodeled um for the past two and a half months. Yeah. I am within moments of it being resolved. Uh the handles are being put on the drawers and cabinets <clears> right <throat> now. Uh and that is going to give me a functional kitchen for the first time in about two and a half months. And you can hear I'm clapping. I know it's Yay! Pause all the way around. It's, it's yeah. about time. Yeah. I'm gonna cook some sort of meal uh, on a stove. I know it's shocking to even hear me say that out loud, but I'm going to apply heat to a food product in a pan. And as a result, and it's going to have melted cheese because I'm not a barbarian, but as a result, uh, I'm going to have food that I eat uh, here in my home. And I just can't wait.
0: That's fantastic. Great news. And I know that you've been making do for a long time. You've been, you know, know, starting fires out in the community. Yes, exactly.
1: I got castigated by the HOA. For starting a fire uh and cooking over it um i felt like that was really unfair of them but yes all that has happened
0: great news great news and congratulations and we, we are all excited to see the, the pictures and or video walkthrough that you'll post up on the facebook
1: i will do that i will provide a video walkthrough and post it on the facebook uh, and let people see uh what the, the the after is like i don't have a video walkthrough of the before <clears> yeah. um and also uh you know depending on on what I have available to find, uh, if I can find the receipt for any of the uh, THC infused soda pops that I've been buying and drinking to keep Ooh. my heart rate from jumping out of my body, I'll provide that too because it really has been part of the experience getting a little bit of uh, what I call pot pops, a little bit of a pot pop just to uh, take the off my frustration. We probably just mentioned. We probably just got an R rating. Didn't wait for that. I think we, well, yeah. <laughs> At least a warning. I
0: know. NC17. A warning.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yes. I'm going to have a kitchen. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, we're all excited for you. Mostly me because I love how you cook and just can't wait to be back. Thank in you. Halls yes. Springs. And
1: there's going to be, yes, I'll be making pizza again soon. I'll oh be making every, all the things. All the yeah. things are going to be happening in the kitchen.
0: Yeah. So. Speaking of things in the kitchen, I, wanna, I just want to take one moment because we have... um I don't know if you remember uh, the the episodes we did on kitchen gadgets, um, and yeah. and and we we've got a fun announcement coming out, and there's going to be a really fun thing. We're not going to talk about it right now, but I will say when it comes to kitchen gadgets, I bought an accessory for really? my instant pot, which is an Ooh. instant pot um, verified awesome spring form pan <gasps> because you can they make cheesecakes. They have cheesecake recipes. Perfect for the instant pot because it is a pressure cooker. It's a slip, so it has the thing; it can do all the keep well, it from cracking, apparently. And I've got a coworker, and I don't know. Well, he's young, so he's he's fit, but he. Uh, he and I don't know how we so skinny, guys. but he's like i know one of those guys. But uh but he's like I make a cheesecake every week. I'm like what? He, and he has it. all these recipes, yeah. and he uses the instant pot, and he swears by it. So I have purchased that. It is uh, on the way and I will also make a video and send that out to to the community at large and we'll see how it goes.
1: I'm excited to see that actually. And I will tell you that when, when you are done with your cheesecake, uh, instant pot video. Mm-hmm. I will once I have a kitchen again, which again, moments away, Moments away. whether it's some new air fryer experience, my new oven has an air fryer, which by the way, I forgot because it's been in the garage for what? the past month and two months. Yeah. So I will come up with some other additional cool thing to cook and make a video as well to offer to our wonderful listeners.
0: This is incredible. Oh, there oh. you are. You are just I, I just heard that. Did, Did you, you hear that, that? one? Oh yeah. yeah, and that means you are just one more
1: that the nail gone. Away from One more nail in the coffin. Of <laughs> the coffin. My, <laughs> that's of that, my metaphors falling apart. Yes, it, of yeah. my hunger. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, good news! I'm so happy for you. That's great. Thank
1: you, thank you, yeah. thank you. Uh, um, and I'm happy for you. I can't wait to hear about how the cheesecake comes out. Although oh, I'm yeah. going to, I, I do have a, a slight wish that, regardless of the outcome, you tell me that it was awful. Cause I don't think I need to know that it's really easy to make good cheesecake, although I don't have an instant pot. So I'll probably be a little bit safe for a while. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> I will tell you what you need to hear. All right. as always. Good. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> as a good, as a good please, friend. I'm like, please absolutely. Please me. Yeah.
0: And you look great in that. You don't like fat at all. No, I'll tell you <laughs> all you. the lies. I'm a, I'm a successfully married person. So I was um, going to say, I'm, this, I'm, 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 this is not your first rodeo. It's not my first rodeo. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> we're gonna stop that conversation. So yes. um, no, it's not like Andrea listens. So if we have <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Andrea, I know you're listening. Um, we have she's a like, topic. Hey, Wait, we have, have, have a topic. You know, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna know exactly when she hears this part. You are, yeah. Because she's not, I mean, she's vocal, <laughs> she's <laughs> a vocal human being. Uh, shyness,
1: gonna, not really a thing for her. Not yeah. so much, yeah. Yeah, she's also gonna be appalled that we're continuing this part of the conversation. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, what's our topic today? Josh? Our topic, this is, this is this is something that
0: I'm passionate about and I'm so glad, Greg, that you agreed you. And then when I brought this back Absolutely. up again, you have so many incredible ideas around this. Um, we wanna talk about something with food yes. that is near and dear to us because it affects us as as a country, as a, as a species yes. every day. And yes. the topic is, Shelf stable food. What yeah, has it done to food. us? Benefits, um, pros and cons. Like we're going to talk about the yeah. things that 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 we're that that it's done that are really good, and we're going to talk yeah. about some of the things that that aren't so good. Yeah. Um. So I, I think we have a I think
1: we have a good topic today. So shelf stable. That's, that's I love a, it. Yeah, it is. Would you do me a favor, Jonathan, for my sake and maybe for the sake of anybody who's listening? Let's set a baseline. What what do we What do you mean when we say shelf stable food? What is that? That means that your shelf is level, and things <laughs> don't thought, roll yes. off of it. <laughs> things will roll off. That's what I thought. Right, is we that we really are talking about construction today?
0: <laughs> yeah, is that not? Oh no, no. Um, no, no it just no, means no. it's shelf stable just means it's able to survive for long periods of time right so that yeah. you have something that is either canned or charred or pickled or you know pickling was shelf stable right. that's how we did it for a long time salt fish salted fish that's shelf stable yeah. that's how they did it. smoked meat yeah. that's how they did it too yeah but then when when science got involved right we we uh needed things to last a little longer than a couple months so um they they came up with ways to can right yeah. i think yeah. uh mm-hmm. uh
1: I, I, um the use of preservatives,
0: preservatives, um,
1: e- even in canned foods, even in you know things that that might live in the refrigerator primarily, um, but have preservatives added to them. You know, so I I part of the kitchen remodel. I was just reloading my kitchen today after moving it from the garage back into the kitchen, and so I've got a jar of olives that I would bet is seven or eight months old, and so mm-hmm. they're in a brine, and so that's going to help. But I'm sure they've added preservatives to those olives as well. Yeah. So that they can live for that long. So yeah, all that becomes part of shelf stable.
0: It does, and I think it's important for us to to note also that shelf stable didn't come. America didn't invent shelf stable. Like we, like we didn't invent the canning process. We didn't invent. We've perfected a lot of great stuff. But mm-hmm. if you want to go back to shelf stable, you had to go back to Napoleon. Bonaparte, Napoleon. Napoleon, who with mm. who, who had worked with scientists, one of them um, we know uh Louis Pasteur, who invented the mm. pasteurization process. Uh Louis Pasteur uh he said Napoleon, I wanted, he needed to, not I, I'm not Napoleon, he wanted uh and needed <laughs> uh longer foods to last longer on the road for his military. And he approached Louis Pasteur and said, how do we do this? I'm paraphrasing, by the way. And, and, of course, and, and you're not prob- speaking
1: in French. And I was going to say, how <laughs> you know, do we do it in English? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we,
0: hey, Louis, how,
1: how do we make uh, my hand last so long? So I'm
0: thinking uh, shelf stable. is the term. Uh, shelf stable for my big feet. Our, um, I don't <laughs> know what he ate. But bad French accent. Yeah, these, that was my French. It's also, it, it, also my Jamaican and Irish accent. It's the only one I have. <laughs> You'll see me apply this to lots of places. But anyway, so Shelf Stable, he approached uh, Louis Pasteur. He said, how do we do this? And then this process through you know, Louis Pasteur, uh, who was able to uh, invent the first rudimentary uh, in- a version of this. And this is now, if you know a different history, listener, listeners, yeah. um, don't burst my bubble, keep it to yourself. So <laughs> no, 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 let us know if you do have a different history or yeah, you if have you more have about truth, this. We wanna hear it. If you are, or if you're in the industry. Uh, if you've done this before. Oh, in better, fact, yeah. I know uh my father in law Bill uh worked with food packaging for his the, the majority of his career and knows oh, wow. and has forgotten more about the uh uh shelf stable foods than probably anyone else. We should so probably talk to Bill. We should talk to Bill. Maybe we'll do an He's interview. That that'd good. be fun. That would be fun, a novel we'll idea. Like that, of course. Um so that being said, uh so that's kind of the history. Like so it's been around a long, long time. And it was really meant to initially, you know, make sure that soldiers could get to places and still be fed uh, things that were nutritious and hardy and, and all the other things. Um, it, but, you know, it it changed in America, right? Like we we added things. That were maybe not so healthy, right? And we, for other purposes, uh, you know, I would say like for for profit margins and and yep. and for um, the ability to ship and for things to last more than a couple months. Now some things can last for years and years. I mean, years. I, I personally believe, and and I'll just throw this out there that they stopped making top ramen. In 1975. <laughs> but they just burning
1: to. down the stock. Yes. It's just
0: got <laughs> warehouses of it out there. So I think that some mm-hmm. things just last in perpetuity and some some don't. So yes. Um, so that's why
1: our topic is today. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. And and there's a couple things that I think are really interesting that you said. <clears throat> um and then I have a question for you specifically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so pickly. Right. So so we're we're talking about shelf stable products and shelf stability, if you will, mm-hmm. um in terms of of science, and that's definitely appropriate. Um and that that changed the game. Now I have made uh pickles for years, mm-hmm. uh, and I've made uh jams and jellies, mostly marmalade, for years as well. And you are correct, once those are uh canned, um they work for years and years, and the reason I, that I call those out is that the science that makes shell stable food possible is not only accessible to large food producers who are canning things at a commercial level. the The science of canning, of canning, for example, and the temperature and the the level of pressure if you're using pressure and the the length of time that you are using a boiling water canner if that's what you're using, um, all of that ends up being the result of science and, and the way that we learned about how to kill the bacteria that gets into canned food. So I've made orange marmalade that has remained very, very viable for five, six years at a time oh, wow. um, that I canned in a, boiling, in a boiling water canner. So the, the point about shelf stable is that it's, it isn't, you know only the, the sort of very, very technical or, or highly commercial products that we know are out there. It's stuff that's available to us. Pickling, anybody can do it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and there's, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, please. And I was going to roll right into into my next topic, which was to ask you specifically a question. Oh, yeah. Because Mm -hmm. as you and I were coming up with ideas for what we wanted to talk about, you are the one that said, I would really like to talk about shelf-stable food. Tell me, tell us, what is your attraction to this topic? What gets you excited about shelf-stable food?
0: Well, you know, that's, I think it's, it's, it's so shelf stable is a double edged sword, in my opinion, right? We have shelf stable has enabled us as a species to go to the North Pole, to uh, go to the depths of the sea, to go to space, to go to all sorts of things, because it turns out no matter where we go, um, we got to eat. So, you know, we have to put nutrients into our, our body. And then also places where it's difficult to get things on a regular basis you can get a large shipment of shelf stable things and mm-hmm. you can you can be there in in disasters they don't mm-hmm. hand out apples they hand, right, out, right. they hand out granola bars and water and, and bottled water and and things that are packaged that even if you can put it in your pocket and walk around for a few days, take it out, it's still good. That's yeah. science that matters and it affects human beings in a very, very positive way. And so I think that Shelf Staple has given us as a species the ability to branch out into other areas of. Mm. Uh, of, of exploration and and it's it's allowed us to think outside of the limitations that spoiled food kept us in for a long time.
1: So that's amazing. So I want to paraphrase what I heard you said, and then we can move on from this. Yeah, but but I was so interested in why this was important to you. So what I hear you saying is that you believe there's a a, a really important role that shelf shelf stable food has played in the literally. In the evolution of humankind,
0: I yeah, I I, I actually awesome. that I do yeah, and and, awesome. and and our and our ability to accept that we will be a part of broader explorations physically there mm-hmm. because we can mm-hmm. continue to nourish ourselves along the way. So I think that's that's great, and but well, like it. I said, it's a, it's a double edged sword. We can talk about the other blade.
1: Well, it is yeah, and so and I'd love to touch to to touch base on that because um one of the this is, one thing comes to mind you know when I when we started talking about this and, and it was that you know it, this is true in the United States we the nature of our um, capitalist uh, government is the wrong word capitalist um, society there you go yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. is that we trust business to um, move, us forward in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, right now both uh, SpaceX and Blue Origin are um, are pursuing uh, uh, spaceships. Mm-hmm. So space ex- exploration is very much in the in the hands of the private sector, yeah. and a lot of other kinds of um, of growth are in the hands of the private sector, and that's good in a lot of ways, right? Because mm-hmm. we know that those companies have got resources, and they're you know they're they're going to be lean and mean, and they're going to get it done. And they're not accountable to taxpayers in the way that say NASA is right. 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 However, they also have an obligation to make money. And if we think back mm-hmm. um, not to, it's not too distant future. Up to the tobacco industry. Right. So the 1940s and fifties, you know, before smoking was, uh, was known to be, to cause cancer and to be bad for your health.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: um, what we know now is that tobacco companies who, you know, Commercial you know, went to commercial production of cigarettes and and offered this lifestyle choice. And if you look back at the ads from that time, it, it really was selling a lifestyle um, yeah. uh, of coolness and everything else. Um, we know now that they knew it was addictive, oh, yeah. and they suppressed that so that they could continue to make money. Yeah. And so this becomes a problem. I think if we shift that thinking to shelf stable, what I know is that part of shelf stable food production is just the way food is processed, the way raw ingredients, vegetables, fruits, meat mm-hmm. is is sort of processed and, and, and put into a can or a jar or another way to be sh- shell stable. And I know that those folks who are doing that have a specific obligation to make money for their shareholders. And if they can include an ingredient that like sugar, where sugar doesn't necessarily need to be, but sugar has real addictive qualities. Mm-hmm. If they can include sugar in a way that they know will increase people wanting and buying the product, some of them are gonna, and some of them have. And this is, yeah. I think, the dark the dark side of something like a, a shelf stable food um, stockpile. Is the wrong word? Food. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, why can't I make words? uh supply chain here you go um, words words they're hard um, I know. part of the problem is that is that we we insert and we give the leadership of this to organizations that uh, whose primary accountability is profitability, not health
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so well, I think that, that you know, becomes
1: a, a, its own problem.
0: And here's and here's my problem with the way that America we're gonna go off on a tangent here, but I'm, I'm ready. It. I like as it. as someone who is raised by an objectivist, i.e., somebody who is mm. raised by a follower of Ayn Rand, who my mm. mo- my mother, Georgia, not only yeah. used to read all the books, but she used to attend seminars in the basement of the Empire State Building with her, with Ayn Rand, wow. giving lectures about objectivism, which later on uh, became uh, and developed into the political uh, component uh, known as libertarian. So as somebody who's in a, uh, who was raised by an objectivist, I believe capitalism works. When yeah. capitalism is made to work and when things – there is no too mm. big to fail – if it fails, then it fails. And that's real capitalism. If we find out that X company has been poisoning us and we pull all of our money out, and X company goes down, no bailout. Sorry, X company. Yes, all the people lose their jobs. And yes, that company loses all the money. And yes, all the shareholders lose all their investments. But that's real capitalism. And there's no and there and it should be risky. It should be risky. Anyway, and but what shouldn't be risky is the food we eat. Yes.
1: And I can tell we're going to have to come back to this, this object, this objectivism. I've never heard of that. We're going to need to talk more about that, but yes, sure. And that's, and and this is perhaps, I love how you, how you said that. And this is perhaps the point you were just about to roll into when I, when I cut you off Mm -hmm. um, that while too big to fail is is its own problem, right? Yeah. Putting putting something like food into the hands of someone that sh- that that should be allowed to fail um, is a problem. Uh, you know, you if you cut too many corners and a lot of people die, then you sh- then at a macro level, you you are allowed to fail. Um, but if you cut too many if you cut too many corners and, and people die, then you are victimizing in almost all cases the low the lowest. Socioeconomic group within the country. Yes. Yes. Very good point. That's true. So. Yeah. So was,
0: we'll come back to Yes. Yeah. No, come,
1: that's going to be fascinating. I, I would say. About that conversation. When you
0: say all things are equal, <laughs> I would say nothing's equal, but no, it is, not. but it is measurable. Yes. Um, yes. I happen to know someone who wrote a book about measuring everything. Anyway, I,
1: I bet he's handsome.
0: He really is strikingly good looking and so clever. <laughs> um, and, uh Oh Eddie's my goodness. His remodeled. Yeah. What? Oh my gosh. Who could it be? So, <laughs> um, what I was, it? oh, I just lost my thought. Oh, yeah. Uh, shelf stable. Here's the thing lots of stuff should be risky in life. Our food should not. And I say that. That you could have, and we have a sugar addiction as a, I mean, we're, yeah. everything has a sugar addiction. If you put sugar in front of elephants, they're like, oh, delicious. Like everything right. goes crazy for sugar. It's the yep. best stuff in the world. It's That's so- why nature only makes it in tiny little amounts <laughs> right. and puts yes. it uh, in a banana and puts it in a beet and puts it in because it's like the tiniest little bit like oh that's delicious and then we're like what if i refine 10 million beets oh i got a pound of sugar Yum, eat it. <laughs> and then we're like why am i obese i don't know so <laughs> but we show stable mystery <laughs> it has <it's> a mystery <laughs> i said darn uh anyway i'll go there but so um we here's the so the other edge of that double-edged sword where Shelf Stable has given us so many incredible things. We have literally changed how we can think about things because of it. What While our minds are evolving at these incredible rates with technology and with our society, and, you know, a hundred some odd years ago... 80% or more of our society worked on and lived on farms and now yeah. it's less than 10. We're all in cities and we're in, I'm in, I'm in a suburban area, you know, we're all in these, yeah, we're, we're living these things. And yeah. our, but our genes haven't changed. Like we, our, our bodies still expect us to wake up at dawn and go feed chickens and, and, and do hard labor and, and till the soil and think brilliant thoughts of course, but also, our genes haven't evolved as quickly, I would say, well, as science yeah, has
1: evolved food. A thousand percent agree. And I would say that the keto folks might even say that our, our bodies are not expecting us to get up and feed the chickens. Our bodies are expecting us to get up and chase down uh, a mastodon. That mm. that we have not changed genetically since that time. Now, I am not. I am not a scientist, as you know. Uh, and what? so, I, Mike, <laughs> all this time, you probably thought I was. Um, Darn it, Greg. It's hard to know. Sort of where that line is, but uh, to yeah. your point, I, I hear you. Like, we certainly have not evolved to be able to process um, processed foods, and therein lies, I think, the, the concern with obesity in America. Um, the you know the the what 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 food and how, the ways that food and health are related and interrelated. Um, yeah. That's sorry, that's an inane statement. Even as I say it out loud, I'd like to retract it. That food and health are related because that's inane and okay, it's true. By what, the way, uh, yeah, it's, it's a blue sky true. Statement.
0: I wouldn't say it's a name at all. I think that we have to say it at Does all. Does everyone not is know that? Yeah. Insane. Because it's almost like every, I don't know if you've ever, I've gone through the phase where I'm like, I'm going to get back into shape. But I, I have been in and out of shape. I mean, more often than been, here, i hear here, tell. But I have, but in the times when I've been in shape, it's been the most, it's all been this huge lift of all of these um, incredible efforts that I've done. Uh, but all of it's been around three things, mm. how much I move, how much I control what I eat mm-hmm. and and um, mm. and how much I control what I drink. So mm. mm-hmm. those three things. So it's how much do I move? What What's my caloric intake? And, and am I taking a bunch of sugars in through through throughout? Mm-hmm. So that being said, when I control it, my body's like, oh, great, great. We're back in control. And, we know what to do. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's similar. Um, I I certainly have found myself also, you know, long history of of in shape and out of shape, a variety of shapes for that matter. Um, And I actually, I met with my cardiologist the other day. Mm -hmm. I have a new cardiologist. Yay. New kitchen, new cardiologist. It's a new me. (gasps) Um, And we were talking about the things that that trigger my little, not scary little heart murmur that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, But Alcohol, as you know, I stopped drinking yeah. alcohol because Maybe the sugars it. and alcohol trigger it. Yeah. Um, different kinds of carbohydrates, different ways that I can get a food spike. So that becomes a way that we evolve, just even as we age, not yeah. even as we evolve as humans, but but pay attention to that. And so, and like you, I I've, I learn what I have to pay attention to, what I put in my body, food wise, and and uh, and beverage wise, um, to make sure that I don't just feel awful. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And I'll tell you, I, I, you know, and, and the, you know, now that I'm in my 50s and I know I'm just, I'm just starting to get into it, it's, I'm feeling it way more than I did in my early 40s. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't feel anything in my 30s. I don't know what was going on in the 20s or who cares. But, right. <laughs> but now it's like, it's like, I am really like if I honestly, we went up, we had, we had a great time up in this area called Leavenworth. I mentioned this in the last yes. podcast. We had a wonderful time. And uh, I ate a bunch of bratwursts. Hey, those are full of salt. Nice. And then I had yes. brot, I had brat bloat for like two days. Like I'm just <laughs> brat bloat. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, don't take my picture. I'm hideous. So <laughs> I had to drink all the water I like, could just to, just to flush it out. But those are the things. Like it it takes a while, and we mm-hmm. have to process it. Shelf stable, I think, and I know we're we're close to time, aren't we?
1: Gosh, we are close to time. Yes, but but finish your sentence. Yeah, I was just gonna say
0: shelf stable um, in. I'm going to use the, another inane statement in moderation it's great so everything in moderation is true so if you if you have some shelf stable wonderful use yeah. it uh you use it as as a way to augment
1: hopefully yeah. your very very fresh uh choices otherwise different. yes and the the thing I'd add to that is uh, as the other thing that we know as we as we stack the inane statements on each other buyer beware read the label yeah so it so there's a lot of effort being put into as, as consumers demand a better quality of food, there's, you know, organic food and 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 better quality shelf-stable foods as well. So read the label if, you, if mm-hmm. you're getting a, you know, a jar of canned celery, which is one of my favorite things to buy in cans. And you see, you know, mm-hmm. like sugar as the third item. I'm yeah. making this up, nobody buys canned celery, that's weird. Um, but if <laughs> sugar is the third item, and you know, there shouldn't be sugar and celery, don't buy yeah. that one. Yeah. The, non-sugary celery honestly
0: please. I just thought you being from Florida that might be a thing So <laughs>
1: there's so many there's a lot of things that are a Florida thing okay yeah so we are close to time I here's yes. the thing I'm going to tell you as a way of, of teasing uh a next episode so oh, okay as uh I don't know if this is what we'll do next time or not but we it's something to talk about so as you know and we talked about it in this mm-hmm. podcast I like many people came into the pandemic making sourdough bread mm-hmm. and for from the from the beginning of the pandemic, Until a relatively short time ago, I never bought a bag of bread from the grocery store. I only ever made the starter bread and ate it all the time. Well, then I lost my kitchen. What I'm going to be doing in the few moments after you and I finish this recording is take my starter out of the freezer and begin the process of rejuvenating it and getting ready to once again bake bread in my home, which I'm super excited about.
0: Great, right, that's amazing. I I know, right? right? And so when you rejuvenate it, you do is it mouth to mouth? How do you <clears throat> Yes, it is mouth to mouth. mouth.
1: Yeah. Um I have to sort of like sort of lay it down and I have to give it arms and legs, right? I have to make it into the shape of a human. Yeah. And then with two fingers, just very short chest compressions and then mouth to mouth. And then usually that'll bring it right back. Bring very bad. They don't amazing. tell you that in most of these sourdough videos you can find online, but I'm here to tell you
0: that it a is. little bit
1: of mouth to mouth on your starter is going to get you there. <laughs> <laughs> there we are Tasty Jacks keeping it turn. weird <laughs> <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> Okay. all right well all right so Greg we did it Jonathan Another we one. did it again how about that uh, and listeners uh, yeah. thank you for uh, your time with us we are doing more and more stuff on Facebook we are doing more and more stuff on our website so yes. if you are enjoying this conversation ask a question on Facebook engage with us join the Facebook group uh, as you can see, it's all very serious and life changing. Um, it is, and we'd love to have you as part of it.
0: And one last thing, it is still uh, the month for the uh, for your chance to vote for the People's Choice Podcast Awards. That's right. are in the running. We are, yeah. well, I don't know how far we're, we're in the running. I don't know where we are in the run, but we're exactly. in there. Yes. So we're the there. more uh, we get you, the more you, uh, of our wonderful, incredible listeners can get out there and do the vote. Uh, you'll find it uh, available not only on the Facebook page, but a link is at the very, so if you look at the, you're listening to us right now, you'll see there's a link. Uh, You can click on it. You can follow it. You can register. You can vote for us. You'll find us in two sections under uh, Podcast of the Year Award and also under
1: the Arts section. So uh, you can vote for us twice. And isn't that nice? It's nice. It's nice. It makes us feel validated. And as you know, listener, if you're listening to this now, we crave your attention and your approval. That's the only reason that we're here. (laughs) That's true. That's (laughs) That's true. All right, my friend. (laughs) All right. As always, what a good time.
0: What a great time. All right, great. Thank you. All right. Take care. Goodbye, everybody.
1: everybody. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to Tasty Gents, a geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast.
0: Okay. Q Jingle. Cue
1: Jingle.
0: There it is.